Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Bonjour and welcome to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we call out Hollywood for its paddywhackery in films and TV about Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with my co-host, Rod Cross. Did you only Rod the last time? I think you did as well. Anyway, uh, no. Uh, anyway, hello everyone. My name is Rob, <laughs> as I prefer to be called. Oh well, how's <laughs> the week been, Stu? Not too bad. I think this is the first time I've come over, and it hasn't been pissing rain. Yeah. So <laughs> it's actually a lovely sunny day here. I'm actually. Yeah, the morning was miserable, but uh, ah, it's we, we got it. We got there in the end. We're, we're also going to be having our first <laughs> lovely socially distant point later oh. since the lockdown. So I tell you, this point again, this has been a long time coming. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Can't wait. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> oh, of course. So I thought first we could talk through our section, Uniquely Irish. Yes. This time, since the movie is going to be The Yank, we should talk about the Irish perception of Yanks, and obviously Americans yes. in general, and then coming over here, which is kind of where the Yank is for us, really. I think, firstly, I've got a lot of family in America who emigrated there various parts uh, in, well, Coast to coast, literally, in in New York in particular, and California. I think it's Georgia as well, and I'm sure I think there's something down there. And Canada, but we're not going to do Canada. Canadians. Canadians are lovely, by the way. I love my Yeah, but we can't call them Yanks. Oh, no, 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 you wouldn't. They're Canucks. (laughs) They're very, they're far superior. (laughs) Yeah, but there's definitely a perception. You you meet these Americans coming over here to Ireland on their holidays, and they're, you can spot them a mile off. Yeah. I I, I would say that it's jeans with, like, you know, the the kind of ASIC runners. Right. You know, like not the not the kind of proper ones you'd wear, like the ones you'd use for running, but probably like a a, a rain jacket, no matter what the weather. Yeah, I, I think part of it is cap. that they're they're never dressed for the weather, no matter what it is. Yeah. And definitely a baseball cap and like a large camera over the the neck. Oh well, yeah, I would say I think that's that's just what comes into mind. And then probably two kids, and then a a quite a petite wife, I would have said as well. It's oddly specific. I don't know where this is coming from, but. I, I, I'm just saying, I meet them, you know, when I'm in town every now and again. It's that exact description, Stu. And, and they'll buy you a few drinks as well. You so said this grand. description email us in because uh, you might need to go into hiding or something. It'll be weird. If you if you fit that description, thanks, thanks for buying me all that in the palace in Dublin. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, I mean, I think in general, the Irish perception of Yanks is positive. Obviously, it's nice. I would say that they're, is, yeah. they're probably one of our largest tourist bases definitely and it is nice to have them coming back here to find their roots in a way absolutely and i think there's it's kind of a nice thing that i've met a bunch of them in pubs around the country yeah and they love just the fact that you can say oh this is my surname this is like my and you instantly kind of go oh i know that's are they from this part of ireland yeah. how do you know because it's like we have surnames that still are in different parts of the country yeah i think that's kind of down to america as a whole not really having yeah. a history past whatever, three, four hundred years. But uh, yeah, so they don't have like the, the kind of castles that we have and the, the no. long written history that you associate with Ireland. There's a lot of them come over here, obviously not recently. They do have a quite romanticised view of Ireland, which I think the movie does quite well at Yeah, it does. It, it, it's in a way. got that in a way. But uh, they're very eager to learn, I, I think, is the, oh, is course, the thing yeah, when yeah. they're over here. Like, they love going to all the historical They places. do. Yeah, I, I, I will tell a, a brief story. I met a lovely American couple in a pub up in Dublin 
a couple of months back and basically they were meeting their son over here yeah, uh, to kind of reconnect with the roots and they were, the son was over in Afghanistan now I won't comment on that but, but yeah. he seemed like a nice guy a jazz drummer I understand did you know the Marines have a jazz band? Hmm. doesn't seem like a best way to fight terrorists but okay well it clearly was beat working. them with jazz it, clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly it was working anyway but Unfortunately, they they had to they closed the airspace the, right. for the week before he's supposed to fly over, oh. so he couldn't. But I ended up meeting the two of them, and we ended up having a lovely few drinks. And they were just fascinating to hear about every little bit about where I was from, where one of their mothers is from Cork. I think it was telling yeah. a bit about that, even the pub we were in, the history behind that, and just everything. And they were such a nice people, and they just kept buying me whiskey. I suppose that's <laughs> even something that uh that's quite fascinating about Yanks coming over here is yeah. that they seem to have an almost encyclopedic knowledge of their own ancestors. They do. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell you beyond maybe my great great grandparents, if even, but they seem to have it all the way back to when they left and possibly beforehand. I, I think there's a, there's a slight point I, I'd make about that. Uh, firstly, it's we have the great oral tradition in this country where yeah. you tell stories and there's that isn't kind of good after a certain amount of generations. Also, a lot of our records were actually destroyed in the Civil War. Oh, well, of course. In Dublin, so you, you, it's actually hard to look up these things. You have to rely on local church records and some stuff your grandparents tell you. Yeah. So, they can get like records of who who came to Ellis Island in like the eighteen hundreds or who came over in the Mayflower. They have all these things written down, so it's easier to track them in a certain way. But they do like it's always like, oh, my great 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 grandmother was from this tiny village in like Knocknagashel, County Kerry, and you know they 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 have the gist, and then they're trying to build up the rest of the story. Yeah, I mean the the obvious joke there is with the Irish. We go everywhere. We've set down roots in almost every country on the planet. I think, like, there's a, it's like an aside. If you meet another Irish person somewhere else, you, the first thing is, okay, where's our connection? Yeah. We will find, and you will find it. And I tell you, it'll take 20 minutes sometimes, but you will find, oh, I know Jimmy. Oh, I went to school with him, and Jimmy's your neighbor's nana. I think uh, I was in Poland watching a rugby match and started chatting to a few other Irish people because it was an Irish <laughs> rugby match. And the person I was talking to lived down the street from me, and we met in Poland. Yep. Rather than right down the street, <laughs> <laughs> as one expects. <laughs> you know, it happens. But uh, I think that that uh, points out one of Arlo Hanlon's great jokes, where uh, when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. There was an Irish family there to greet him. Yeah. They said, are you from the, the Longford oh, Armstrongs? <laughs> <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense because we're everywhere. There's an Irish pub on every country on the planet. Yeah. And uh, we spread out quite a lot. I love the fact there's an Irish pub in a land Tower, Mongolia, and there's actually two of them now. Oh. Apparently it's the most isolated Irish pub run by an Irish person in the world. Nice. I'd like to go there someday. <laughs> I, feel, I feel we have to. Someday, Rob. Someday. But yeah, I mean, we get a lot of Yanks over here. As we know. And to be honest, they're they're most the vast are lovely people. Yeah, they're lovely. Um, as soon as this horrible pandemic is over, you can come over here. Yeah, it also reminds me of uh, another story that a religion teacher of mine once told us from uh, back in the day when he was a child. They used to uh, carve up sticks from trees and sell them on to the Yanks, telling them that they were shillelaghs. <laughs> and uh, look, we're not saying that the Yanks are gullible. <laughs> But it's but if you, you know, ask them to look it up in the dictionary, <laughs> they'll find it. <laughs> it's just troubling that they actually believed, or at least wanted to mm. believe, which is, I suppose, sweet. In a way. I, I will say, if you buy me a pint, I won't lie to you about <laughs> Irish history. Yeah, we'll try not to anyway. We do embellish. Yeah. It is a, a very Irish thing. But, I mean, just before we kind of get into ripping this movie apart in a, in a moment, uh, I, I would say we both have a very positive view of Americans coming here. It's lovely to find out about your ancestors uh, and all that stuff. And, you know, by all means, ask as many questions as you like. We, yeah. We generally were happy to talk I mean, to anyone. That is the thing, because I'd say without Yanks 
coming here and looking for places that play traditional Irish music, it would never be played in the country. I would for the most part agree with that. I think in some places wouldn't do it. More touristy pubs wouldn't do it in some of the cities, but definitely out in the country, absolutely. Oh, of would. course. But I mean, in the larger cities, you'd never find a place I think with you, more traditional stuff. I think, to an extent, I think, I think you got extent. a point there. I think you got a point there. It would be a lot less prevalent than it is without a regular customer base that isn't Irish people who are sick of it. Yeah. No, I, I think there's a fair point to that. I think there is a fair point. But um, not bad. Yeah. So now on to the movie. So Tom Murphy is a proud Irish American living in Cleveland. When his best friend gets engaged to an Irish girl, he must go to Ireland for the wedding. His family have high hopes that he will meet his distant relatives along the way and find an Irish girl to marry. I think this film is the exact type of film we were looking for when we set up this podcast. Oh, yeah. This this could not have been more perfect. I don't know who suggested this, but thank you. This is this this is exactly what we're looking to give out about. Yeah, I mean it's a satire to start off with. So we know it's going to be full of the tropes that we're looking yeah. for in other movies, all kind of condensed into a microcosm of the one movie, but it just blows it out of the park, really. This is just spot on in terms of, I I fully think if you showed this in American and didn't tell them this was a parody, in, in most cases, they would fully believe this is legitimate. Yeah. Uh, but we're as we're going to get to, mm, anyway. Yeah. So uh, first off, directed by Sean Lackey, who actually plays Tom Murphy, the main character. I presume it was like kind of a starring kind of thing for him, starring yeah, Jake, I think they call it. Directing and acting. He hasn't done much besides. He did one movie called Gandalf the Wizard, which I think was about his own sick dog. And then he was a writer on something called The Saint and the Devil. But there was pretty much nothing else beyond that. I understand he's a stand-up comedian in, in uh, Cleveland. I It says somewhere online. I don't know if that's true, but that's just what I could find. Possibly. I mean, yeah. there's very little information about him, but he seems to be kind of vain. It it almost looked like in the poster that he was uh, photoshopped on, like it was someone it else's is. body with his, yeah. with his head slapped on top of it. <laughs> I think Irish head on him. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, he knows that he's not the main character when you have Fred Willard and Colin Meany in there. Oh, no, we'll get to them. I, I, oh, God. Right. I'm surprised he got both of them, to be oh, honest. Like, it didn't look like it had the highest production value, but I, I, I and, thought it didn't And another bad. surprising star in the... Well, not really a star, but a relative of a star in there as well, which we'll get to as well. So uh, the next big character then would be Colin Meany as Fintan McGuire, yep. who is just an Irish icon. I, mean, I think they cast it perfectly. Oh, yeah. I think you just... He was perfect. Like, if you just went to like a farm in West Clare, I think you, you saw someone that looked like him, you're like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, exactly. And how the hell he got him, I have no idea, considering what he's been in before. I mean, Miles Star O'Brien. Trek, yeah. The Commitments, uh, he's been voices in... Things like The Simpsons and stuff. That's right. He's, as again, just an icon of Irishness in cinema. I figure he just turned up to his house in Los Angeles and just asked him, and he probably just was like, okay, that sounds like a good crack, I'll do it. I wouldn't put it past him, to be honest with you. Could have been, but it's have a good crack, Rob. Remember, have a good crack. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Let's explain the difference, what those two phrases <laughs> mean. Uh, then the next is uh, the late, great Fred Willard as Peter Murphy, Tom's father. I thought he played this fantastically. I, I, I'm a Fred Willard fan, but he just, he sold talking bollocks. Oh, yeah. It just was, I loved every scene he was in. Yeah, I, he, I did, like, he made the film, along with Colin Meaney. I mean, that's the, the, the sad part is that he was only in it for such a short amount of the actual film. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I would have loved if he came to Ireland and interacted with Colin Meaney, but then again, maybe that would have been too much. Oh, I think, I think the camera would have broken. Yeah. Just burst into flames. Green flames. <laughs> 
But yeah, everyone knows Fred Willard. He's been in the likes of Modern Family. He was in Austin Powers. Of course. And he's done voice roles in so many things. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, then we have Nicky uh, Spiradakos. Yep, the Greek My apologies. Uh, <laughs> as Vanessa. Um, she seemed familiar to me, but I couldn't see anything particularly big that she was in. Yeah, I, maybe she just has a look. Unless yeah. she has like a twin sister who's been in things. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because... I mean, maybe she just has a look. That yeah. is kind of a thing. I don't know, but she she looked pretty. Anyway. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, like she played it well. Like this guy is like, oh, you want to find a nice Irish girl? It's like, dude, look at her. She's smoking yeah. hot. Like, are you are you blind or something? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll get into it later on. But there's there's extenuating circumstances to all of that. And uh, the last, the real big one, Kevin Farley as Fred Finnegan. And that's it, actually Chris Farley's brother. I thought that because at one point in the film, I was like, you look, he does look a bit he like He does him. look very does similar. Look him. I also think if Chris Farley was in this film instead of as as Tom Murphy, that would have that would have been pretty interesting. It would have, but I felt he, he would have taken yeah, too much away it from up it. a bit too much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Farley does a bit of a Chris impression at one point. But other than that... Yeah, but I think he, he keeps. He, it. he did well in his own right. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to him. He didn't go too far, yeah. but he was one of the more campier. I don't know if that's the correct term, characters, but definitely. Yeah, I mean, he was hammed it up a bit. Yeah. So now I guess we'll get into the spoiler-free section. Mm-hmm. So listen away, and we'll go through what we liked and what we didn't like without giving away any of the plot details. Yeah. So firstly, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, is is where he's from, and that caught me off guard because. Yeah. I suppose normally when you, you think about the Irish in America, you'd be thinking like New York, Boston, Boston uh, Chicago sure. as well. And I mean, from as I said myself, I know I have a good, good, good family over in California. I wasn't really aware there was a lot of Irish in Ohio um, until this film. Yeah. But I looked it up there. there yeah. It, about, about 10% of the population of Cleveland huh. are Irish descent. They were one of the first groups to really reach there. And yeah, there is apparently a proud Irish tradition in the city. So they have a large Patty's Day parade. It's St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah. Never Patsy's or Patty's Day. Yeah, just Patty's to be very, just to be very clear about that. Um, in the in the region, so I guess there is an Irish popular kind of uh, group there, which I was completely unaware of. Look, it's nice to know. Bit odd, for sure. Yeah, so so that kind of caught me off guard there. I mean, but there you go. Uh, yeah. I will say, like the Harp Pub they go to, and also um, the other pub, they actually are both real pubs in Cleveland. Yeah, well, you so know. I mean, there's. No, but it looks like they're actually Irish running and all that. So, yeah, it seems fair enough. That's good. I suppose the big thing from the start of the movie is that we are not obsessed with you 2 Yeah, this thing is like, there's a lot better Irish music, even outside like traditional Irish music, that are better than U2. I mean, U2 are fine. Yeah. I mean, they're they're one of the largest bands in the world. I mean, fair play to them. But if I can be honest, I think Bono's an insufferable prick. Ooh, um, I'll take here. Yeah, he's in Zuffer with Prick. Um they they loved staying in Ireland up until we changed our tax law around artists and then for some reason they got all the money out of the country but still live here. But don't worry, Bono says we have to raise money for our health service in this country and that's right. What do you pay the taxes here? They own like a soup or a shopping centre in he owns like a Turkey or something. Poland, I thought. He owns a hotel in Dublin. I believe he still does. Not too sure. The Edge Hotel. The Edge Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Morning arsehole. Uh, <laughs> uh, we won't even get into the South Park episode. Yeah. But yeah, it's just very weird. Like, even when they're in Ireland without spoiling anything, going into an Irish person's house and they have a Bono on the wall. And it's like, no, obviously no. this, like, we know this is Flanderization and it's meant to be a satire, but that was a 
weird step to take. Like, I would have thought if it was Phil in it from, like, Thin Lizzy, I'd actually think that'd be fine. Yeah, like, there's so many yeah. others that they could have picked. I mean, they even mentioned the Pogues at one Like, point. even Shane McGowan. I mean, he's kind of an Irish. It's complicated. He's yeah. Irish enough. Um, so it was a bit odd that, but, you know... Fair enough. I would I, say I would say I really like U2's first three albums, so I, I, I'll, I'll throw that out there. I think I would have preferred Jedward now over uh, Bono and that. Oh, God, can we not explain Jedward? There's only so much time we have in this podcast. We'll do a big expose on Jedward someday. I, I, I love just on a slight aside here, uh, I do love how Jedward are just in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement in LA now. They are? They were marching like every day, man. They're going, I, I wouldn't. Well, there you go. Fair play to them. How tall is their cloth now? It must be like a... I honestly don't know. Three or four foot. Like, I'll tell you what, any, 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 under, any, uh, any like Americans or non-Irish people that don't know who Jedward are, Google Jedward. And, and then burn your computer. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. Another big thing is that Bernie, who's Tom's best friend's fiance, yes. doesn't really look Irish. Okay, firstly, her accent is atrocious. Oh yeah, it's that terrible. She's not Irish. Like, this is someone who's from, I think it's funny to say she's from Ireland, Dublin specifically, and she's uh, grew up in a pub in Dublin. Now, yeah. we're playing her parents in the film, are both Irish, they're definitely Irish. Yeah, I mean, I like the, the, the father is typical Irish. That, like, I gotta say, like the Irish kind of fathers and older people in this film are perfectly cast. They well, are, Except for the B&B, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. She, like, so... She's. I know that pub in Dublin. It's not the best pub to go to in that side of Dublin. No offense, but it's very. Yeah. It's very touristy. You know, go across the river, round the corner, go to the Palace Bar in Fleet Street if you want a good pub in the Dublin city centre. Not sponsored. I just think it's a great pub. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, Stu, they have good whiskey there and good Guinness. But so if you grew up in the north side of Dublin and that's the accent you have, firstly, that's not a, that's not even an attempt at a Dublin accent, let alone a North Dublin accent. No, was was she from Dublin? Because they, were, said she they grew, were getting married outside of Dublin. It said that she grew up in the pub that they went to, and that pub is in Dublin city centre. It's right off the O'Connell Bridge on Bachelors right. Walk. Yeah, you're right. They do go to like a village, but. That's what kind yeah, of. I think she's from the village. Either way, it's a terrible Irish accent. Yeah. Also, like, there's the geography in this film is another thing, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But it's like, so that's really kind of confused me. It's like, you grew up in this pub, had your first drink here, and you worked here, but you said you're from a village. That's Dublin city centre. That's the furthest thing from a village you could get to in this country. But anyway. Well, I suppose the interior of a place isn't meant to be the where it's actually. I get that. Set but outside. It, it specifically, it, like, it says, we're going to the bar she is, and the camera is on that pub what is it, the bachelor inn on bachelor's walk right next to the O'Connell bridge and i'm like so you assume that's the pub they're going into i'm pretty sure that is the interior of that pub but it was just weird i i yeah. felt it was all over the shop so uh one thing that was rampant throughout the movie is the racism yes <laughs> everyone i mean you could make this today this is only what was it 2013 2014 yeah you could not make this movie today oh my god the risk against the greeks the Irish. The, the, the Asian uh, Americans. One, uh, yeah, Asians. At one point they called Ireland Mecca. And it's like, that's a bit of a stretch. I I think that, I wouldn't say that myself, but I'm sure that was meant in good cheer. But still, <laughs> there, there's some there's some stuff here which is just like, oh God, like when Colomini says, oh, it's... Oh, yeah. So Colomini <laughs> answers the door at one point. And it's Tom Murphy's character and Ricardo, who's one of his friends who happens to be Asian, or Asian-American, I would assume. I think so, yeah. And I have another thing about that guy, which we'll get back to. Yes. But uh, he opens the door, closes it again, and then whispers to his wife, I think the Green Hornet and Kato are at the door. I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so fucking hard. I, yeah, that is pretty funny. It but just, you, probably, just, you probably shouldn't say it. Like, 
I would 100% bet that that was Colin Meany off the cuff. I, I think it probably was. I, I just think it's... We're not all racist in this country. I want to get that out of the course way not. now. But that was still hilarious. But that was very funny. That was demonstrably yeah. funny. I, I I think it's just like a certain I, uh, Irish men out in the country of a certain age that oh, yeah, well, quite realise they, what they're yeah, saying I mean, is the, offensive. There are backwards people in every country. Yeah. I, I, I just felt that was... It was certainly a thing that was there. Yeah. Yeah. They also did the steering wheel joke again. We got it in Chasing Leprechauns. We get it in this one. Yeah. And uh, they get into the car, and then it's like, no, wrong side, and then they get out. And also, the, the black pudding thing again. Oh, yes. And the corned beef thing again. What is it with corned beef? Yeah, I don't get that one. I mean, this corned beef is nice. Oh, it's nice, but, but I haven't had it since I was about six. I, I, I wasn't aware this is an Irish trope at all. Yeah. They really hammed into it uh, when they were Ooh, over in Cleveland. Cool. It's just... I, I, who eats a massive chunk of corned beef like that, with the fat still on the outside of it? I'm pretty sure that was a sandwich, which was like really pale bread. Oh, it but it was a hunk of corned beef. Yeah, that's cut that. Like, I mean, Jesus, do you... <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Yeah, that corned beef thing. I I don't think we have any corned beef in the house. I I don't think I've had it here yeah. for many years. But anyway, one other thing that kind of was let's say disturbing in a way. So they go while they're still in Cleveland. They go to an Irish Gardens, which actually exists. Yeah, which is kind of a sweet thing to know that they have like these big plinths. For all of the famous Irish playwrights and that. Yeah. But at one point, does Fred Willard's character disown Oscar Wilde for being gay? He kind of did. And that's a bit... Eh. I don't... I think Fred Willard probably improvised this whole scene. I got I, the feeling. I couldn't imagine that the, he'd, he'd be that bad. Yeah, but that was still a pretty... I, I think that line was probably one of the most egregious lines in the film. Oh, was it like... He, I, don't even think he's I don't actually think, Irish. I think he said, though, he wasn't married. He said, he said, oh, all Irish writers here were like married except for Oscar Wilde, but was he really Irish? And it's like, well, firstly, Oscar Wilde described himself as Irish, absolutely. He was certainly Anglo-Irish. He was certainly of, of a privileged class in Ireland from the time he grew up, but he was 100%. He described himself as Irish, was very proud of it, and he's certainly considered Irish over here. Um, So that was a bit jarring but eh. yeah. I wouldn't say the rest of that scene is very funny oh yeah I mean like the the nonsense that he's spouting because he has no idea about Ireland at all I, I love which like, is part of the whole trope is but it? it's just like uh, Chef Boyle O.D. yeah the Irish cook and I really laughed hard at that yeah that I think some good. of it was definitely Fred Willard improv like uh, James Joyce wrote Ulysses with Ulysses S. Grant getting off the drink until one of the general Sherman like burned down I if you know like American Civil War history that's really funny I, I really enjoyed that like that that whole scene was just one of the best in the film for me absolutely love it uh, the last funny thing that I saw before I think we might head into spoilers unless you have anything else is that at one point they're stopped on a, a rural Irish road for reasons yeah, and you can see in the background someone who works on the set in a high vis stopping traffic. Oh, I didn't even—I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Fair play to them. It's just like that's got to be. You know, Irish people aren't too happy about being stopped like that for nonsense Hollywood stuff. So I wouldn't call this film Hollywood. Too. <laughs> you know what I mean? They wouldn't know yeah. any better. It's like we're filming something down here. I, I will say, as we're going to discover later, I know West Clare and that part of Clare quite well, and I, I know—I actually know where that road is, and I'm like, that road is. Is it major enough ish? Well, it used a reasonable amount enough. It, it's going into like a Milton Malbay. Really, yeah. So it would be kind of the main road into the town. Like, um, that can't have been too easy to get it free for that long. Like, I mean. I doubt that they paid any money for that. I'd oh, say no, they, I don't I'd say they so. just ran down there and were like, oh, it's a Sunday, it's quiet, let's fucking do this. Yeah, anyway. Uh, just uh, another few like minor little bits. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're too spoilery, just about 
they watch a, a soccer game. I'm going to call it soccer because, yeah. you know, I, I do in this part of the country. Football is Gaelic football. Ireland versus Italy in 1994. Now, I know that was, I think it was in the Atlanta World Cup there. Not a soccer fan myself, but I I think that was probably the only one they could get the rights to because I would have thought the time we beat England in 1990 would probably have been bigger and got to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. I wouldn't know any of them, but, but, but I, I, I just thought that was it interesting choice but my thoughts were that was when the world cup was in america and again like us was against italy there was always a traditional rivalry with irish and italian immigrants in a lot of cities so that's what i thought there's certainly a bit of an anti-italian thing there as well which you see in irish americans so i thought that made sense at least i'm pretty sure they didn't put too much research no probably because they're all wearing irish rugby jerseys as opposed to soccer jerseys which is quite (laughs) noticeable whatever you can get when you're just in the middle of Cleveland, I suppose. I, I suppose that's it. I mean, I say I'm a Stephen Stewart FD bigger rugby fans than soccer fans. Yeah. So we, we notice this a mile off, but it's just you got the wrong jersey for the wrong sport. <laughs> anyway, that was the main thing. Also, I love the pictures they have up in the house. Um, you got JFK and Pope yeah. John Paul II. That's very Irish. That is actually spot on. I yeah, the big Jesus. Um, no Padre Pio or Child <sighs> of Prague, though. That was the only, like, that would have been perfectly my Nana's house if that was there otherwise, but anyway. Close. Definitely. Nothing else? Ah, sorry. Unless <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get into too spoilery territory. I mean, I, I can talk about it later if you want, but just the, the geography in this film is all over the yeah, shop. I suppose from here on, we'll head into spoilers. So if you haven't watched the movie, definitely give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, why don't you give me a review now so that people, if they want to leave, can... I, I I would watch this again. I'm surprisingly going to say that. I thought it's almost quite so bad it's good. Yeah. Almost. Like, it, it, it's definitely a crock of shite for me. But it's the kind of schlocky, so bad, it's good that you want I to watch think, it again. I think I will use the term, this is the kind of bollocks I look for this podcast oh yeah it, this is exactly spot on for this podcast I would watch it again purely to take more notes or just to torment someone else who hasn't seen it yet yeah but I I, I think there's like little bits seem like I didn't notice a guy in the high vis at all I want to go back yeah. and watch it for look for other little things but yeah I'd, I, I, I kind of like this in a weird way it's not good oh no it's not but it's I'd watch it again I, I, I'd say I, I think definitely give it a watch it's worth watching it's worth it just out of pure years. curiosity yeah. To see the awfulness um, they put together. Firstly, a couple of egregious things I want to bring up here. We don't call it the Gaelic language. Oh yeah, not at all. No, no, that it's, was... it is Irish. We we refer to it as the Irish language, or just Irish. Gaelga is the correct term for it in the language itself. We don't say Gaelic referring to the language. You'd say Gaelic referring to the culture or Gaelic football, that's it. Yeah. That, so that really pisses me off when people do that. It's just a minor thing, but anyway. But I suppose it shows the ignorant American kind of perspective. So Yeah, and once again, well, it's what they're going for in the movie. They want yeah. to be that kind of, we don't exactly know. I mean, at one point, one of the characters asks, where is Ireland? When they've been celebrating yeah. halfway to St. Patrick's Day. Which we don't do, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of genius. And because we love an excuse to drink, we might have to steal that. I, I think, screw it, let's do that now. I mean, we, we did miss Patrick's Day this year, so we might have to do something we for might it. Have to. But another excuse to drink, I can't say no. Another scene I love is that when they're getting on the plane oh, yes. going to uh, Ireland, just Fred Willard and the mother just on, <laughs> on the tarmac. It's so stupid. It's I, 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 I died laughing when I saw that scene, because I'm pretty sure Fred Willard just came up with that and just... <laughs> No one really stopped him. <laughs> like, it, it's just so, how did they not get arrested? So funny. 
Oh, oh, just I, I don't care. I love that scene. That was so funny because like, that's his parting thing in the film is just talking yeah. to the two cops. Yeah, they're just so pleasant about it. They have no idea that they've done anything highly illegal. <laughs> that's I don't care. I love that scene. They didn't even have a window seat. We wouldn't have seen them anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'll talk briefly about the, the the. I was on Guinness watch this entire film. Oh, the the amount of times that they drank half a pint and left it. I hated that. There is a bit where the nerdy. Fe- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But like, I, I'm going to forget some of their names now. Like he tries to down it. Oh yeah, that now, was awful. Firstly, he drank the head and he's downing it. You don't do that. You drink through the head. And more importantly, you don't down it. Yeah, also, and this is something else as well, Colin Meany doesn't fall for this trap. They're all sipping their Guinness. Yeah. You don't sip a Guinness, you take a nice slug of a Guinness, basically. Colin Meany, he's just like, yeah, of course. Have he, chunk, he probably did this movie just to get a few free points. And is that such a bad thing? He's just there as many scenes as I can get, and I'm going to do something stupid so we have to reset, and then yeah. another Guinness. Yeah, I think that's it, but it was just a bit. No, no, at one point, he asked for a picture asked of Guinness. For a fucking picture in of the Guinness. Guinness storehouse. Oh, a picture of Guinness. Also, can I point out, like, they, they were actually in the Guinness storehouse, and it, yeah. it has a lovely thing overview, but you only get one point for Yeah, free. I was that's, shocked. That's it. That they, actually, they actually skimmed for a few bob, probably. But, you know, there's much nicer pubs around there. Now, obviously, it's, but, it's it's an experience. Well, just to point out, like, you'd, Jesus, mate, if you got a picture of Guinness, I'd have you arrested. Yeah. And, of course, they did get it right, something that we didn't bring up in our Guinness, uh, part of Uniquely Irish, is that the Guinness Brewery does have a 9,000-year lease. They do. Yeah. Which is wonderful. I mean, like, Arthur Guinness thought ahead. He definitely thought ahead. A couple of other little things I, I quite liked in this. I just love when the nerdy guy is like coming over. He's like, get the plug converters. I thought that was a nice little touch as well. Yeah. And also the iodine tablets. And I immediately just thought, oh, we already have them in our house anyway. Yeah. It's just such a random thing, but we do. Bit of research, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I, I quite enjoyed that. I don't know what else did. What the about world. the part where he suggests that we pee on the Blarney Stone? Where did that come from? I, I've never heard that before in my life. That is not a thing that we do. I mean, Blarney is what this podcast is about at the end yeah. of the day. I, I th- and we don't piss on the fucking Blarney Stone. Like I've never been there because it's this is the definition of a tourist trap. Of I, course, I'm just going. I mean, it's a it's a lovely scenery and all that, but I, I wouldn't mean, go there. One day we'll have to go there for some kind of new image for the podcast. But beyond that, yeah, I don't. I I just don't want to kiss a stone that lots of other people have kissed on. I mean, yeah, even that's that, how you get during a after a global pandemic spread by coughing. Like, I'm not going there for a while, so they're yeah. really, like, wiping that down after every kiss kind of a thing. Ugh. We talk about the geography a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Right, so, firstly, it's pronounced Milltown Malbay. 
Yeah. And it is in County Clare. I know that part of Clare very well. I spent every nearly every summer down in the villages up the road from it. That is Milltown Malve. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that is that's definitely like they go is. to a Spanish Point is another place that's there as well, where the, the beach is where she's painting on. That's that's up, that's uh, slightly up the road, but that is roughly in the same area there. There's also the other place, uh, Drum Femina from Femina. Drum Femina. Drum Femina. Now, I'd never heard of Drum Femina. I've used to. I hadn't until this movie, and then I looked it up, and it does exist. There is one in Cavan. Which now, some of you might know Irish geography terribly well. Uh, Clare and Cavan are not very close to each other at all. Yeah, they're in different provinces. They're in different sides of the country. This Drumfamina will be much more up the north kind of of the country, not yeah. too north, not like Northern Ireland, but it's definitely. Midlands North, whereas Milton Malbay is on the West Coast. Yeah, it was that whole Drumfamina scene was just strange from it, the get go. Yeah, because they used Milton Malbay to shoot it. But even just in terms of what's there, I mean, they knock on the door and then they're sitting down for dinner Yeah, in the house. They have the two ugly daughters for some reason because they had really worked on putting on some shitty makeup on them to make them look horrible. Yeah. And then... The attractive daughter, isn't it? The end. No, she's um, she's a, an assistant from... Like, oh, sorry, uh, you're right. Yeah. Eastern Europe or something. Yeah. But then the father is a barber. And so every two minutes he's walking out because he hears the jingle of, of the bell in yeah. the door. And it just, it makes so little sense. I didn't get this bit at all. And then they're claiming to be gay because... The sisters are horrible looking, and and then they're also then, then Kevin Farley's by because yeah he, he fancies the Eastern European. I'd also say that these these obviously weren't Irish people because their accents were horrific during the scene. Yeah, they were very they were really like I this scene is so out of place. It completely changes. It, the pacing is completely off for the rest of the film. It's just completely unnecessary. I'd honestly say the film would be slightly better if this was taken. Oh yeah, out. I would have got it completely. Like, this, I don't get, like, it's completely superfluous. Like, if you have to make up an Irish, because I assume they made up this name or something, I, unless they were, like, being very specific and found this tiny place in Cabin. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense then if you have, if you're shooting the rest of the Milton Malbay, it just, I, this scene is completely, yeah. I don't know why they decided to do I this. I think it kind of makes me worry for what was left on the cutting room floor if that part was left in <laughs> I, I like I mean I, I we should tweet this at the fella that, that did this what's his name um, uh, Sean Lackey Sean Lackey Sean if you're listening to this if there's like an uncut edition or you have like deleted scenes please send them on to me I'd be delighted to review them and Colomini's email and Colomini's email I, I think we'll, 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 we'll. <laughs> if you want to come back to West Clare I'll, I'll, I'll bring it somewhere nicer yeah, but that was really weird. But it kind of gets into the the geography again in this film. Even when they're in Dublin, like where they're like doing the speeding thing in Dublin. If you know Dublin, they went not even in a circle. They yeah. it would involve you driving on other sides of the Liffey, going around the Phoenix Park and everything else. It's just mental. Um, so they even mentioned swimming in at one point. And don't don't do that. not swim in the Liffey. Oh yeah, of course. Dude, Jesus awful. Christ, don't you come do out that. with an extra arm or something. <laughs> But like I've never seen anyone swim in the Liffey, and they're talking about doing it. Yeah, I, that river isn't safe to swim in. Is what, I, is what I'd say to you. I felt Dublin wasn't too badly portrayed in this film, which was nice. Yeah, but you don't see a lot of it. I mean, it was weird that the wedding had no footage. Like the reason that they were there was the wedding. Yeah, and nothing actually happened in the church except for like the set up I, I to make, the wedding. Can I make a brief point about the church? That's the pro-cathedral in Dublin. That's the main Catholic temple. It's not a cathedral. We won't get into that. <gasps> but the Protestants have the two cathedrals. We won't go into that. But it, it's like, that's the main Catholic thing in Dublin. That's where the bishop sits. And I'm like, you got married there with that few people. Like, that's really hard to book and everything else. Like, fair play to you. 
Like you must be clearly very important if you can get the most significant Catholic church in the country booked for a wedding of that size and get the horse thing outside. I, I just felt that was to me was just wow. Yeah, but you, anyway. you see what I mean? Where the premise for them coming over to the country, we didn't actually see any of it. Obviously, yeah. we we don't know these characters at all. We don't really care. But it just it was strange that there was not even them actually like saying the I do's or something, or even even if they had part of the wedding ceremony in Irish, maybe. Mm. Just to kind of, it, it seemed like it would have made more narrative sense to do something with the actual like, wedding. It's just as well, like an Irish wedding is a big thing. Like, yeah. It is a big oh, thing. I, I suppose like, it's you, every, all of your family members are coming, you know, yeah, cousins, to, aunties. You, you normally have 150, 200 people. Absolutely. And it, it, there's kind of a, a very, almost a, a formulaic kind of thing. You do the church in the morning. Yeah. As well, because in this country. Then you get langers. You do. But I, I suppose in this country. He's drunk for anyone who yeah, doesn't understand. You, we don't have, you don't need to get a separate, a separate civil. Yeah. You, you, like, you don't have to go into like a registry office or like the state office and like get the marriage legally recognized, then have the religious ceremony. Because we're, we used to be basically the Catholic country, all the priests are on yeah. the register so they can do the civil you, you generally do the religious ceremony then you go into the back room and they'll they'll sign all the proper documents for you so you do, all the stuff is out of the way you're legally and, and religiously married then you go back to a hotel speeches are made and everything yeah. else and you know your father the father the bride is going to get up and then you have a good crack is going to yeah a good crack <laughs> also one brief thing about it we don't say maid of honor in this country Oh, the, yeah. we, I, I would have was bridesmaid yes yeah. like you'd have multiple bridesmaids but they're going to be a head bridesmaid, head bridesmaid. I mean that's a very it's not something that we've ever been so we don't really know about it someday still I've got the dress I just need to get the figure <laughs> yeah it, so that's just a very American thing there as well but maybe that was deliberate but we don't say brides we don't say we do say bridesmaid we wouldn't say maid of honour that's right. very American but anyway yeah I mean I, I thought that was a very it's not really it looked like it was in a pub actually the reception Almost upstairs that in a was pub. A strange spot, really. You wouldn't generally have that. You'd be, you would always be like in a, a hotel kind of area. Like there'd always be a band on, and then a DJ. There'd be dancing, and yeah, that wasn't really a good example of an Irish wedding at all. And uh, you'd mentioned to me before talking about settings. You were very familiar with where Tom Murphy ran. Yeah, I used to. I used to work um, all pretty close to that. Uh, it's out near Blackrock in County Dublin. Lovely. Yeah, like the Blackrock Baths you ran to, wasn't it? No, not quite. I thought he was, he's up by the main beach. Anyway, I, I know where it is. Yeah. That's a hell of a trek yeah. to be running that early in the morning to get out there. Um, That's not a short walk. Now, unless I'm very mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I know where that is. Jesus Christ, this guy must be in fantastic shape. He, despite despite appearances. Well, I mean, he, he says so near the start. Well, clearly he is. If he can run, uh, Jesus, like five, five to six kilometers, I would have said, um, in about, what, half an hour? I don't think there's really a time frame there. But well, she's painting the sun coming up, so it can't have, it, and, he, well, and, we know, and we know he got woken up at six o'clock oh, in yeah. the morning, so he must be realistically there in Which is another thing, breakfast, apparently, yeah. we do is get up early. So let, let's just park that for a second and talk about the B&B. Because we have another B&B that is a complete mess for no reason. I don't get, like, I get she's like the Irish kind of mammy, and there are there are certain accuracies about that. Sure, but they're not, well, no, I won't say anything about my own mother. They're not all lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> How are you saying that? It's okay, I hope she doesn't listen. But anyway, <laughs> they're, they're not all lunatics who will walk into a strange man's room in, at six o'clock in the morning to yeah. wake them up. I mean, he even asks at one stage, do you have the internet? The internet? Yeah, it's mm. the 21st century. Yeah, of course, of course we do. It's Dublin City. Google 
is in Dublin City. <laughs> like he's staying in a quite a nice part of Dublin yeah. as well. I think he's staying in Balls Bridge, which is like basically quite a rich, well off kind of part of South Dublin City. So yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, as you said earlier on, they do the whole black pudding thing again. He's like, Oh, you're eating blood pudding. We don't we call don't it blood, blood pudding. pudding. Ever. I think she did call it black pudding, though, initially. Oh, she said it made I think, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. But, like, fuck off. If you've ever eaten a chicken nugget out of McDonald's, it's basically made out of chicken feet. I, I did I did love the Mr. O'Shea, who... Is that her husband or father? I think it's, I think it's her husband. He just calls him a gobshite. And I thought, yeah, that's this guy. This guy's Irish. Oh, yeah, he was good. He was definitely like an outfit yeah. down a pub. I like that quite a lot. But, yeah, the, the, the woman of the B&B, her accent was weird as well. I, it was partly Dublin. Like, you could tell that there was some Dublin... She was definitely Irish. Yeah. I think she was trying to put on put on a Dublin accent surely. I'm not even sure I think she had a Dublin accent but was trying to put on a more rural accent but there's definitely it's a bit of D forward in there oh yeah because if she for that part of Dublin where she's from she'd actually talk a bit like this right Stu right right I hate that accent <laughs> <laughs> look up Dort speak if you want there's a whole thing you can read on Wikipedia about that particular dialect but anyway yeah so that was really weird it was it was just slightly off yeah, as I said, you could you could tell that it was partly a Dublin accent. A yeah. lot of what she said was, it's, I'd say Dublinese, but yeah, it, it's it, there's a bit there. It's it, it's you really wouldn't notice it too much if you weren't Irish, I think. But there was yeah, it's just course. a little off, it was a weird yeah. weird accent. But yeah, another it's just very strange having this B and B once again being very weird. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a trope? Apparently, it's a trope now. Apparently, it is. In American films. I, I did much prefer the Milton Malbay scenes. That, that yeah, was those very were accurate. Like, they did legitimately go to two of the pubs in the town. You may think, there's two pubs in that town? Oh, there's several pubs in <laughs> oh, that yeah. town. I can assure you of that. Many, many pubs. Actually, that's another thing. I don't know whether it was just a weird edit, because it seems like they ordered the Guinness, and almost instantaneously she has the Guinness for them. I that might that have been might just have an, been end an edit. Yeah, but it's just, wait. I was like, wow, those are the fastest Guinness I've ever seen. I presume they had to shoot this scene multiple times and then she might have just had the Guinness ready to go behind yeah. the counter. But normally, you know, it wouldn't happen. And then they do something that I suppose would be a bit educational for any Americans, which is the whole tipping scene. That Yeah, that, I actually quite like this bit because we don't really tip in this country. You tip at a restaurant, I guess, it, but only, this thing, we would only tip if it's good service. Like it's oh, yeah, very course, good yeah. service. We, I mean, we, pay our, we pay our waiting staff a fair wage, yeah. so we don't need to tip them. But like, they're normally, they can normally be a tip jar there in a pub, you might drop it in there, you don't. But it would generally be for charity. You see At them times. in pubs. Like I've, in a lot of pubs down yeah, down in that part of Clare, actually, they have tip baskets on the, the counter, but they're all for the lifeboats. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that, that is actually very common yeah, down but, there. You know, tipping isn't normally done. I mean, it can, it, it, it's appreciated though. I don't see why I, they were so adamant against it. I think I wouldn't be kind of against it. As in that I said, way. Like they normally have a tip jar and you drop yeah. it in there rather than handing it to the person. I think that's a bit awkward. I think as well, like I can understand if it was like you bought a round of pints and it was yeah. like, you know, 1980 and you said, give him a 20 and say, keep the change. That'd be fine. Oh, big spender. Big spend. I'm just giving you. <laughs> Our hero here. <laughs> Not a cheap skit. But yeah, I, I mean, if you do come here, you don't need to tip really. Don't tip taxi drivers or anything like that as well. That no, would, taxi that'd drivers would be very that. odd. I mean, like you're going to get ripped off in a taxi coming from the airport, so don't do that either. But yeah, but yeah. I'm not making any friends with taxi drivers in Dublin with this. But oh well, I don't think many taxi drivers are listening to this podcast. If if you are, I'm very sorry, and I'm sure you're lovely. <laughs> um, you specifically, and I could tell you where Rob lives. So just give me a text. <laughs> another, actually, speaking about the, the airport, 
they fly into Shannon Airport and then are in Dublin and then go to West Clare, which mentioned it's very close to Shannon Airport. I think they changed the order of those scenes. Possibly. I, I, I should have went back, but the exterior shot of the airport was too quick for me. I didn't I get a chance it. to look at it I properly. I said that Shannon went back and paused. That is Shannon Airport. I think they actually changed the order of these things because <clears throat> he's, he mentions when he's in the clear, it's very close to Shannon Airport. So I'm thinking, well, you were at Shannon Airport. I pre- like, yeah, I think that he it was originally maybe he went to Claire first, then did the wedding scene, or maybe they changed the order. That was just a bit weird. But there's like dialogue that says, "Oh, you're going to Claire after the wedding or stuff like that." So it's I, I'm just saying, like, mess, I'm just but... saying it. That was something I just noticed, which was a tiny bit odd. Maybe that was meant to be Dublin Airport, in which yeah. case, fine. But I presume you would have. Ah, yeah. Um, another thing with the Ricardo, the Asian American lad. Yeah. For some reason, he's always wearing his veterinary scrubs. I noticed that. It's a bit odd. Like, the first once or twice, it was grand. Like, I just thought he was a doctor. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, he was, like, playing with a stethoscope yeah. at one point. I think, like, in the pub at the start, I could get, okay, he's just after coming to yeah. work. That's actually completely fine. Why would you bring that to Ireland? Yeah, why would you be wearing it all the time? Obviously, it becomes a plot point later, yeah. but it's just so strange. And I think, I think no, it's a fair enough thing. Like, I mean, he's a farmer, and obviously he's, yeah, it's, cal- it's calving season. That was kind of a sweet scene where they, they've helped to yeah, birth, get the, the calf. birth the calf, and, you know, they're all kind of helping out and, and that. So he's kind of doing a bit of manual labour on the farm and stuff. Yeah, I didn't really, I, we didn't grow up in farms. Well, I'd be well no, of course not. No, said, no, but that's, I think we've said it before, we're city selectors through and through. I did ask a friend who did about that scene. He said it seemed roughly accurate. Yeah. So um, what do you think of the, the mugging in Milltown Albion? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? I, I, I got to say, like, you know, I, I've been going down to that part of the country every summer for my entire life. Yeah. We have a house down there, not in Milton, Albuquerque, somewhere close by. Where the hell is that coming from? I wasn't aware that there were muggings constantly in Milton, Albuquerque, which gives it a bad name, by the way. They were like, so generous enough to look after you, mate. That's not particularly nice, but anyway. Look, uh, it was obviously just a plot contrivance so that Tom could meet Vanessa's father. father. But it's odd because Milltown Malbay would be a really tight-knit community. Uh, well, to an extent, you know what I mean. Sorry, the local, I suppose, would yeah. be. You'd get tourists down there during yeah, the summer, so of course. Unless this person had come in from a different town, yeah, it, it would be, you know, like, muggings in that tend to take place in cities where there's a million people and no one knows anyone. Like, I'm not saying they're not rough towns out in certain parts oh, of, of the course. country, but I wouldn't count Milltown Albay yeah. in that. I want to just make that very clear. Also, Milltown Albay is a lovely also place. Also, mugging an old man broad daylight. It's like, who is this scumbag? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, mate. <laughs> and of course, then Tom has to be the hero and save him. Yeah. And then it turns out that it's Vanessa's dad. I, I kind of caught that very quickly because I'm like, he's I just, he's not, oh, I'm not from here. It's like, you're going to be Greek and you're going to be your yeah. father, aren't you? I suppose we should point out that the whole point of this movie where at the end he gets with Vanessa was you, obvious you, from the start. Obviously from the it start. It was just so blatant. I, I don't know any Greeks in Ireland just to make it this um, I I wasn't remember back in poetry there was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we do. Right. So we know, we know a person who is of Greek descent. Yes. Yes, we do. You know who you are. Um, (laughs) She's not listening to this. (laughs) Won't you? Yeah. Yeah, it was just very obvious and telegraphed. I mean, he gets her fired at the start because he sat on a drum set. And then she's the groomsman and she's the maid of honor. It's just so contrived. I think in a way, that's what I like. It's just so obvious from the start. And it's... eh, I don't think it was bad. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it was obvious. It seemed kind of almost like he just wanted to, to shift her, which is fair enough. 
As I mean, if you've, ever, if, you, <laughs> if you've ever seen anything that Seth MacFarlane has done live action, it's mostly so that he can shift the likes of Charlize Theron. So, yeah. <laughs> so making yeah. a movie to shift a girl, I bet she's perfectly um, fine by me. Yeah, so it, it's just... Um, it, look, Miltabamba is a lovely town. That whole part of West Clare is lovely. They go to Spanish Point Beach as well. Yeah, I think there's area. a brief scene where they're at White Sand, which is another nice beach up the road. Yeah. Hard to find, but no, it's, it's a lovely part of the country. I mean, it, I, I will say this now. If you want to see kind of the real Ireland, that is the place to go. Oh, yeah. And then near the end, there's also a uh, almost a bar fight. With also, my one first of thought, the Hardy books. Eddie Durkin. I mean, that was, I just, that's, I re- Eddie Durkin. Yeah, I, I recognised him. I didn't know who he was, so I had to find out who he was on IMDb and figure if it you, out. If you watch and Hardy Books. Glass for some reason. Yeah. If you watch Hardy Books, which is like an Irish comedy series set in like a Midland town. Yeah. You, you know him and he's just like this waster in this. I mean, Eddie Durkin never working. But it's it's just so funny to see him there. I, I then yeah, immediately think, I'm thinking, where's the Viper? They got a strangely eclectic cast for this. They did, yeah. I, I thought it was grand. I don't know if I... I didn't recognise any of the other Irish actors and actresses particularly. Uh, I, I was thinking there'd be someone from Father Ted in there. Yeah, unfortunately not. Like Father Ted was... The Irish bits were shot just up the road from it, um, kind of Ballyvaughan, Kilfenora, which is very close to Milton Malbay. So I was hoping there'd be like a little reference to that, but no, there wasn't, unfortunately. The last thing that I thought was weird was that they didn't return to the US. I thought a scene where they go back yeah, it's, and talk to the parents again, m- mostly because I wanted more Fred Willard, but it just it was, it was seemed like a, an odd part to leave out. It seems like they ran out of money. I mean, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just it, it seems like they just literally didn't shoot about another 20 minutes. Maybe. It, it was just odd. I, just, I expected them to go back and obviously have the parents reacting to all that, but it just never panned out that way. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> I, I suppose the ending was like you know, romantic with them on the beach yeah. and everything else, but it was just a bit. It seems like there's a missing step here. Yeah, you'd almost for for what the movie was in terms of Irish heritage and things, you'd almost want the ending to be the mother accepting the Greek. Girl. Well, that. But I, what I what I was thinking was them in the Irish gardens and him spouting what his father told him. See, that would actually be just, quite, you know what that I mean? would actually like, be he, quite he, funny. He's yeah. crying. To explain a bit of Irish history to her, but obviously she kind of knows it as well and knows that what yeah. he's saying is complete nonsense. But it's a cute kind of. It would have been a cute, funny scene to end it on. Yeah. No, I mean I think that's fair enough. I I think like I said earlier, it seemed like there were bit the bits in Ireland were a bit out of sequence at times, and yeah. that they were bits missing. And I I still question why the drum famine scene was trying to throw in there at all. But it, overall, it was fine. Yeah, overall, perfectly fine. Overall, I'd watch it again just to subject someone else. This was a perfectly movie. serviceable film. I get it's kind of a parody and everything yeah. else, but it's not. It's not awful. Yeah, and I mean it's free on YouTube, so uh, I, quarantine I, watching. I I I'll make maybe some brief points as well if I could. Firstly, uh, Dapper Dan's is a real barber's in Milltown Malvern. <laughs> Uh, they have got one in Ennis as well. Um, I think it's still there. I, yes. I did check it was still there. So fair is enough. it the only barbers though? I'm not sure if it is in Milltown Malbay. I think there's a there's definitely a female hairdressers there as well. But Milltown Malbay is a large enough town for that part yeah, of Clare, so I don't think it is. Ennis certainly not. Ennis is the largest town in Clare. When they're on the farm with uh, his cousin, I think it's the bit where the after calf is born. You see a male flag. Yeah, that was which I found strange. very weird because I get like it never says where Drumplamina is. We know when there's one in Cavan, and it was shot in Milton Albion and Clare, and I think. Fred Willer says they're in the Midlands somewhere. Mayo isn't in the Midlands. I will say that. So that's all. That's in the west of Ireland, but further north than Clare is. So 
I thought that was a bit weird. But as I said to Stu before we started this, actually, when I was looking up, are there Irish people in Cleveland, Ohio? Then I said, yes, there are. Most of them are actually from Mayo. So yeah. I, I thought it would have it would have made sense. The thing there, and the funny part about it is, is that if he keeps talking about the quiet man as his thing of Ireland, the quiet man was shot in Kong and County Mayo. It would have, and particularly with the most people in Cleveland Irish being from Mayo, it would have actually made sense for him to go to there. I think like he could have shot the film in Kong County Mayo and it actually would have made more yeah. sense in a way. But look, that's I, I look if you want to do a sequel to this, I'm happy to write the script with you. <laughs> oh good. Um God. that'll that, I, I think there'll be a lot more Guinness drinking scenes. You can pay me in Guinness. I I, I won't I won't cost you too much. Right. <laughs> I grabbed a few online reviews from YouTube since there weren't really there any other really tomatoes. No. Uh so one we have here, wasted thirty minutes before I had to stop. The only thing funny was the poorly written script and how people thought it was so good. One minute in Cleveland, the crackhead anus of Ohio, bad start. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but if an American did, when I first heard Cleveland, Ohio, I was immediately taken back to like Bobby Heenan making a jive in a wrestling commentary once. Ah, Cleveland, they should have bombed this place instead of Nagasaki. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's just the first thing that popped into my head. Jesus Christ. I might have to cut that one out, Rob. <laughs> I think you might have to. <laughs> and then another comment that was just weird. People in Ireland don't eat corned beef and cabbage. Instead of corned beef and cabbage, the traditional St. Patrick's Day meal eaten in Ireland is lamb or broiled bacon, which no, I've no. never... I've had I don't think we really have a traditional meal for St. Patrick's Day. Bacon and cabbage is like the stereotypical Irish thing, but... I wouldn't particularly say we have a tradition. Like, also, another brief note, we don't drink green beer in St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Get the, That's fuck, out. Get the fuck out with that. That's complete bollocks. Like, you, you can drink beer if you want to switch from Guinness if you want to drink more because yeah. basically it's a drinking competition. But yeah, it was just weird. Like, would St. Patrick's Day have been a fast day? It, if it falls during Lent, it is. Oh, well, it I does end, but, yeah. you know... Well, no, it, it well does it. The Patrick's Day here is a national holiday. Of, oh, yeah. Like, there's no school. It's generally, it's a bank holiday, so you get work off. It isn't a holy day of obligation in the Catholic Church, which means it's a day to have to go to Mass, but some people would. It, yeah, I think the only other place that's honoured like that is the island of Montserrat, because of all the Irish people that went there. What about uh, for Paddy's Day? Isn't there a place in Mexico where yes, there they is. believe the body of St. Patrick washed up, and so they have it for like a week? They do. They, there's a, I can't remember the name of it, but I know there is. Uh, this is because there apparently were two St. Patrick's. There's there's a, <gasps> there's, a fam- there's a famous Irish headline from, I think, about the 1950s. It's our government set up like this, this research institute in Dublin. They got like Erden Schrodinger in and a bunch of other German scientists in the late 1940s. We were looking for jobs. I don't know why. But they had this very famous guy there who was an atheist. And at the time I learned that was like, he's, he doesn't believe in God. So he said there's no God. And it was the famous headline was, uh, Institute in Dublin says there's no God in two St. Patrick's. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 that's a great story. But they're, 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 they're saying there was two separate St. Patrick's, one of which was from Brittany in northern France who came here but there was another one who was Welsh and might have ended up in the Americas oh, during right. that whole like, bit where he's kidnapped by pirates they, and other bits of the legend we yeah, might talk about that actually got rid of the snakes that probably never happened I, I, but, but Rob I'll have you know I have never seen a snake in Ireland that's true therefore <laughs> St. Patrick did his job correctly it's like me claiming this rock piece away tigers I'd like to buy your rock <laughs> Maybe, look, Stu, maybe he did. I'm just saying that the jury's out. <laughs> Sorry, we got sidetracked talking about St. Patrick's Day. We should probably explain that at some point in the future. Oh, yeah, well, like, we there will. are a couple of St. Patrick's movies, so we'll definitely do something on that. 
And there are a lot of TV shows that have St. Patrick's Day's episodes. So coming up to St. Patrick's yeah. Day, we'll definitely have a good look at them. So that's pretty much it for us. If you have your own rating or reviews for the movie, send them in to us at talkingblarneypod at gmail.com. Next week's episode, we're going to search it up a little bit and we're going to do two TV show episodes. We're going to do In the Name of the Grandfather, The Simpsons Season 20, Episode 14, and Peter's Two Dads, which is the 10th episode in the fifth season of Family Guy. They're basically the two episodes where they go to Ireland. Yeah, pretty much. In a nutshell. Uh, Which is exactly what we're here to do. So if you'd like to review the show, you can do that on the podcast app of your choice. We're on Spotify, on iTunes, and on Acast, Mm -hmm. and a couple of others. Subscribe to us on those as well. Tell a friend, please. (laughs) You know, we're we're really starting off here, and... The more people we can get listening, the better. Please do, yeah. We do read literally all the feedback you give us, and we love it. We like we wouldn't have found this movie without your suggestions. I, I think that's fair to say, and I this has definitely been my favorite one we've done so far. Oh this yeah, was this was something else. On. Thank you so much for this and all the other bits as well. But guys, contact us on Twitter at BlarneyPod, and also you can email us at talkingblarneypod at gmail.com. We will be returning with the two Irish episodes of The Simpsons and Family Guy, respectively. Yes, next Monday. Next Monday. We've said this before, they'll be out on Monday. Yes. They will be out on Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday is our goal until we have to go back to our normal lives when this pandemic is over. Oh, uh, We'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks very much. Bye. <laughs>